Welcome back to the Jake Beckett Show podcast. I'm your host, Jake Beckett, back in the house for another tremendous episode this week. Got a really fun one for you this week. Uh, it's a subject that I'm very passionate about. Can't wait to rant and rave on this one. Uh, I've teased it over a couple of previous podcasts, but we're going to get into it in depth. It's, some, it's a subject I get asked about all the time, and that is fitness. You know, people ask me, hey, Jake, what do you do for training? What do you do to work out? What do you do for exercise? Uh, you see a lot of things on kind of the right wing online space about, um, you know, bodybuilding, sun and steel, uh, the importance of strength training. We'll get into all that. Um, you know, I, obviously I played high school, college and professional sports. Um, I was in the military. I've been strength training for over 20 years now. Um, so I'd like to think I have a bit of credibility on this. Um, obviously, I, I don't pretend to have all the answers. That, that's something that is pretty constant. In the strength and conditioning community, everyone, uh, you know, has their method, and everyone's very passionate about it. And you know, competition and, and debate is always good. But you know, this is this is what I do, and I'm going to share with you my methods, my journey, what I've observed over 20 years, and what I'm convinced is the best method for achieving a state of fitness and maintaining that and improving over the course of your entire life. Um, and that's. That's really the purpose of this podcast is to share why, why I believe that strength, strength training, must be the foundation of anyone's concept of fitness, especially for males, uh, men of all ages. You know, really from, the, from puberty, age 12, 13, up until death, you have to focus on strength. You have to be strong. And as we'll get into later, it's why one of my favorite methodologies and podcasts and, and, and information to consume is called starting strength. Um, so, you know, what is what is strength? I mean, strength is, I mean, there, there's an algebraic equation, you know, what is strength? Strength is, it's, it's force that is applied, right? And, and strength is the most important aspect of one's physical existence. Okay, I'm not talking about your spiritual existence, and I'm talk, I'm not, I don't think that strength is the most important aspect of your life, but it is, a, it is the most important aspect of your physical existence. Strength has to be the foundation of everything that you do. That's how you get up out of bed. That's how you walk around. That's how you move objects. Um, you know, that's how you get muscular. Um, that's how you, in my opinion, you achieve uh, a higher level of self-esteem uh, and self-worth and you set goals and you, you achieve that. Um, so, so let's, let's just get some definitions out of the way. You know, you hear a lot about exercise, versus training. And I'm not one of these hardos, you know, you see a lot of people who are like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I'm training, you know, I'm not working out. I'm not one of those guys. But I do think there is an important distinction between exercise and training. So what is exercise? Exercise is, you know, it is any kind of physical movement. You know, I, I just, someone who is exercising, you know, that's someone who is walking around the block, that's someone who goes to the gym, you know, before or after work, you know, they get in the sauna, they, uh, you know, take a lap around the track, um, they do a couple of dumbbell curls, maybe a couple of machines, then they, you know, get in the jacuzzi, get take a steam, and, you know, that's exercise. And there's nothing wrong with exercise, um, but, you know, you're, as I may be describing a lot of your current, you know, what you're doing for fitness, and that's really not going to give you any lasting results. It's not going to make you strong. Exercise, I don't think it's a waste of time, but it, you know, essentially it's kind of a waste of time. You're, you're not going to improve. Training is a planned 
recorded system designed to produce an adaptation. Now you can train for a lot of different things. You can train um, to you know be a better golfer. You know you can train to run a marathon. You know you can train. You know it's it's not just physical. You know training, but but it's a system. That's the most important thing. It's a system designed to produce an adaptation, and, and that's kind of where we go into my definition of strength training. You know borrowed from starting strength which is a process by which you apply stress to your body to produce an adaptation, specifically a strength adaptation. And, you know, really, before we go any deeper into this podcast, you have to decide what you want to do. You know, if you want to be someone who's, you know, skinny, fat, overweight, um, you know, not really muscular, not really strong, then by all means, just continue exercising. Um, but if you want to, if you want more, you know, if you want to achieve strength, if you want to achieve what I think is a definition of fitness, then you have to get strong. You, you have to be strength training. You have to get into a system that is designed to produce a strength adaptation. You know, I, I want you, as in all things, to break away from the herd and, and achieve things that other people are not achieving. So, you know, for some, some people might, might hear that and say, well, Jake, you know, I'm way ahead of you. You know, I'm I'm training. You know, I do CrossFit or or something like that. I I, I do P90X. I do uh, Orange Theory. You know, something like that. I do yoga. Th those are not inherently bad things. I've done CrossFit. Um, but but I'll, I'll tell you a story about CrossFit that I really you know it really I, it hit me like a ton of bricks um, because I I've done CrossFit in the past and we'll get into that. But so I, I was watching. There's a documentary that comes out every year. Um, around the time of the CrossFit Games, and it, it, it's like a year-long, um, you know, compilation of footage of these top elite CrossFit athletes. And the guy, you know, there's been like Rich Froning, and then this guy named Matt Frazier, who kind of dominated the sport of fitness. And Matt Frazier, you know, he was like, this was like 2015. This was like his first, you know, year where he was like really a competitive CrossFitter. And you know, he ended up winning the CrossFit Games multiple times. You know, the guy is incredibly fit. But he was talking about how he got into CrossFit. And I can't believe they included this in the documentary because it, it kind of like undercut the theory of CrossFit to a certain extent. Um, but, you know, Matt Frazier was talking about how he got into CrossFit. Matt Frazier was a competitive lifter. Okay. He had spent time, I believe, with the U.S. Junior Olympic team in Colorado Springs. Uh, I've known some guys who have been through that, you know, protocol. Like they get you at a very young age. And what you do day in, day out is you train. You know, you go through strength cycles for months and years at a time. And Matt Frazier was one of those guys, and, and he was um, he was done with that. He had moved on, and he was um, he was looking for a gym to go to that had bumper plates that had barbells, and so he 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 stumbled into this CrossFit gym, and you know they were like, yeah, man, you can use the weights over there, no problem. And the guy starts like lifting, and and the the people in the CrossFit gym are like, man, who the hell is this guy? This guy's throwing up serious weight. And, you know, like Matt Frazier was like, yeah, you know, I like people wonder how I, you know, rose to the top of CrossFit very quickly. And Matt Frazier was very open about it. He said, it's because I came into CrossFit with a 500 pound squat. And Frazier's not that big of a guy. I think he's like five, six, you know, like, you know, well under 200 pounds. But he came into CrossFit. He started doing CrossFit. He was already strong. Okay. He had a, you know, top 1%. Um, you know, level of strength compared to anyone in the CrossFit community. And so basically, like, what happened with him in CrossFit is, you know, he, he started doing CrossFit, and he was already super strong. 
And it took him, you know, six months to a year of like learning the gymnastics and getting into decent cardiovascular and metabolic shape and endurance. And the guy was like winning the CrossFit games. And I, I saw this personally. So when I was in law school in DC, I just left, um, I just, just between uh, football and the military. I was in law school in DC and I, and I went to a CrossFit gym. It's my first time going to a CrossFit gym, um, like as a member, like going consistently. And it was, it was, it, you know, it, I wasn't like a, kind of a Matt Frazier situation, but like I walked in there and these people were like, who the hell is this guy? Like, you know, he's, he's lifting way more than anyone else here. And like, I, I understand that like people get frustrated. People who do CrossFit for years at a time, they get into this rut where they, you know, cause like when you do CrossFit, especially as, as a part of a class, you know, you're, you might do a lift here and there. You might do a heavy lift once a day and then some kind of a Metcon, a metabolic conditioning piece. And then you cool down and stretch, and like that's it. And these people who have been doing CrossFit for years, they, they were like kind of pissed off. They saw me walk in there off the street, and I was lifting way more than them. And so that like that kind of rang a bell in my head, and it was confirmed by that Matt Fraser anecdote that the the first and most important thing in fitness in in training is getting strong, is strength. You have to be strong. So you know, like you. You, it, it's hard to cut through all the propaganda, right? Because, you know, there's a whole fitness industry. Everyone knows what we're talking about, you know, and it's, it's not just the fitness industry. It's the government, it's the media, it's doctors. You know, they'll tell you like, like that they, they kind of have their talking points where the average doctor will tell you that, you know, lifting, you know, can be dangerous and, you know, you don't need to be lifting heavy. You might hurt your back. Um, you know, like, uh, really what you should be doing is going for a walk or, you know, going for, a, you know, you know, running a couple of miles every day, um, you know, maybe getting on the rower, you know, doing some air squats, you know, that's exercise, you know? And again, like, I'm not telling you that exercise is bad, but I'm telling you that you're, you're, you're never going to get strong if you're exercising. The only way to get strong and achieve this foundational building block of fitness of masculinity, in my opinion, is to do strength training is to get strong. Okay. So that's, I, I, I'm fully acknowledging that like the, the media battle has kind of been won. Like the, the, the strong people, the strength people have kind of lost that bite, that fight temporarily. But you know, as all things, the truth is it's just a matter of time before it's exposed. And I really think that, um, you know, with the advent of the internet and social media, you, you really can't hide these things. And, you know, hopefully in right wing circles, you know, people will start to kind of wake up and realize that, you know, hey, like I, I've got to stop exercising and I've got to start strength training. So like just some some benchmarks right out of the way. I don't care who you are. I don't care how old you are. I mean, unless you're like, you know, over 70 or 80, there's no reason why a young man who is generally healthy should not be able to bench 225, two plates, should not be able to squat 315, three plates, and should not be able to deadlift 405, four plates. There's no reason why you should not be able to do that. I don't care how tall you are. I don't care about your athletic background. I don't care about what. Like, the, like there is no reason why any man should not be able to lift those benchmarks. Okay? And so, like, th that's kind of like the foundation. Like, that, that is someone who, like, two, three, and four plates, 225, 315, 405, those should be your, you know, no matter where you are, like that should be just a, a foundational benchmark. And then what I what I personally consider to be strong is someone who can clean over 300, who can bench over 400, who can squat over 500, and who can pull, who can deadlift over 600. Now th those th that that is strong. Like that's that's a lot. You know that those are like top one percent lifts. 
you know, not everyone is going to be able to, ch to achieve that based on their age and their genetic makeup. But like, that's what I consider to be strong. You know, I I've been doing this for over 20 years. You know, those are benchmarks that I have. Like, I know that I'm strong and healthy when I'm hitting those benchmarks. And if you, if, if you can do all that while running a six minute mile, um, you know, I consider you to be fit. And look, I'm not a runner. Um, you know, maybe I've been kind of brainwashed by my time in the military, but I do think there is an aspect of overall fitness, um, you know, that is running. And, and, you know, that's what Matt Frazier and Rich Froning and those guys, they really struggled with because they came in, you know, Froning was a football guy. Frazier was a lifter. You know, they weren't runners. And so they were, their, their, um, their strength, so to speak, in athletics was not, was not cardiovascular endurance. I don't think running a marathon is a good benchmark of fitness. I think it's just kind of a it's kind of a, a loony kind of endurance event. Again, I'm not looking down on someone. I have no interest in running a marathon. I mean, I can go out there and run a 5K or run a 10K. Um, you know, I could probably even run a half marathon. I wouldn't enjoy it, but you know, I'm I'm fit, so I can do those things. But again, like if you if you can lift those lifts and run a six-ish minute mile, you know, you're someone who is who is physically fit. You know, those those are those are good solid, tough benchmarks to achieve. And for anyone out there who takes their conditioning and fitness seriously, um, they should consider, you know, doing those benchmarks. So what is, what is starting strength and, and what, what are my methods for strength training? So I encourage everyone to, you know, start listening to the starting strength podcast. It's fantastic. Um, you know, you can go online startingstrength.com. You, know, you can find a starting strength gym in your area. Um, you know, my brother's doing it up in Pennsylvania. He's training some people, and, you know, I, I've, you know, he has turned me on to it and some others in the fitness community um, have shown me to it. And, and really, they don't even rag on CrossFit that much because, you know, for a time, um, you know, some CrossFit gyms, and I assume some still do, they were incorporating some starting strength into their methodology because they realized that people weren't getting stronger just doing straight CrossFit. Um, and you're not, you know, you're not going to be able to recover. You're not going to be on a linear progression. You're not going to be adding weight to the bar. You're going to be kind of like in this, you know, nonstop feedback loop of getting tired and sore and not recovering and therefore not getting stronger. So that's why I think that starting strength is the best place to start. You can always transition from there into adding different things. That's what I do. You know, and I'll get into kind of what my protocol, my, my protocol is uh, a little bit later. But, you know, starting strength, you know, one thing you'll see immediately is um, what's called the basic linear progression. And it's, it's extraordinarily simple. You know, you can start, you know, someone who just walks into the gym or you can do it. Uh, someone like me, who's, who's an advanced lifter, anyone can do a, a basic linear progression where basically it's, you find a benchmark, you find, um, you know, kind of your 70 to 75% of one rep max on the, on the major lifts. Um, you know, the clean, the press, uh, the bench press, uh, the squat, the deadlift, um, you know, those are the, the five major lifts. And, um, you know, you, you find kind of a working 70, 75% and you go from there and you do, you know, three times a week, um, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or something along those lines, um, you know, where you, or, you know, Monday, Thursday, Saturday, if you want an extra day of recovery, kind of midweek. Um, and you do three sets of five on, there's a rotation, you'll see it on the programming, um, where you'll do, you know, the basic lifts for three sets of five and, if you achieve that, but the weight that is set and you complete three sets of five with a proper form and proper depth, then the next time around you add five pounds and you do three sets of five. This is not complicated, but what you're doing in this training protocol is you are, you know, you're producing an adaptation 
that's going to result in strength. And obviously, there's a nutrition aspect of this. Um, you've got to get big. You know, I, I see people who are, um, you know, they want to get strong, but they don't want to get bigger. And you know, just just physically, um, that's just not going to happen. Um, you know, you're you've got to you've got to be eating enough. Um, you know, so your body can convert that recovery time into added muscle, that adaptation. Uh, if you're not recovering and you don't have the proper nutrients, um, you're not going to get stronger. So I, I encourage almost everyone, you know, within the sound of my voice, you know, basically you're, if, if you're not as strong as you want to be, you're probably not as big as you should be. You should probably gain 25 pounds, you know, immediately. I mean, I, I say that to everyone. I mean, the first thing you should do is gain 25 pounds while you're doing a basic linear progression on starting strength. And, and that's really, that is the, that is the, that is the building block. That's how you're going to get strong. And, and as you progress and as you adapt and as you become more of an advanced lifter, I've done 20 years of strength cycles, okay. Doing a, a wide array of things. Um, and you know, basically where I'm at is like a five day a week program. Um, kind of how I train, I, I like to train first thing in the morning before I work. Um, you know, I, I kind of do some light cardio, um, you know, like a long walk in the mornings before the sun comes up. Um, uh, and then I lift. And, you know, that five times a week, uh, obviously with some added cardio um, and some added, you know, I, I will do some, some CrossFit style metabolic conditioning before I lift on occasion, um, you know, just because I enjoy it. And I think that's an overall aspect of an advanced level of fitness is having um, a solid level of endurance and a solid level of metabolic conditioning. But again, don't get distracted with that if you're a beginner. The first thing you should be doing, you shouldn't be running, you shouldn't be doing cardio, you shouldn't be doing, you should be getting strong. You should be eating and lifting and recovering. That's all you should be doing, getting proper sleep. I mean, that, that, that's really, you know, it might sound simple or simplistic, but trust me on this. I mean, I gave you my, my, my resume on this in strength training. That's the best way to do it. Um, and, and just to, to conclude here, I want to talk about, um, you know, high-level athletics. Um, and I think a lot of people, and this kind of goes into the fitness propaganda is you see people like, you know, college and professional athletes and college and professional strength coaches, um, you know, they have their elite athletes doing like crazy stuff. I mean, we've all seen, you know, they'll be doing like BOSU ball, single leg bridges and, you know, all these like exotic things in the gym. And like that gets a lot of clicks and a lot of page views. And it allows the, the strength coaches to, um, you know, develop their own kind of methodology that they can then you know, use as their resume builder you know, I'm training this guy, I'm training that guy, and here's how we're doing it. But basically, and here's what these people aren't telling you, and I'm going to tell you, and, and the starting strength people t say this, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, I, I, I admire them so much is because they admit this, is that genetics has a huge factor on strength and conditioning. It just does. I mean, we all know those people who ha have been genetically gifted. Um, you know, I certainly was to a certain extent. You know, I'm tall and I'm explosive. Um, and, and I tell people like, you know, you're, you're always going to have an advantage in strength training if you have genetic gifts. I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, the, to me, the primary litmus test of someone who has genetic gifts in terms of strength and explosiveness, it, it is really explosiveness. And that's measured by the vertical jump. You know, people ask me, you know, hey, like, should I train my kid to be a college or professional athlete? I'm never going to say no, because as I've described in previous podcasts, um, I recommend that, you know, should my son play football podcast? The answer is yes. Like I think you should encourage your children, uh, particularly your sons, to you know to work hard to 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 get on a training plan, a strength training plan, 
uh, to document the lifts to, you know, again, like I, every, every real lifter that I see in the gym or I know personally, like, first of all, they look muscular. And second of all, they log their lifts. You know, they have a notebook with them. That, that's just an easy rule of thumb for like, Hey, is someone, you know, a serious lifter, they're logging their lifts. They have a notebook with them in the gym. It's, it's a serious thing. So they should always, you know, yes, tell your kids to lift and train, but you should have your kids, you know, strength training, but you should understand that if your kid at a young age doesn't have a, 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 a very good vertical jump is if your kid is not explosive, then, you know, his genetic ceiling is going to be lower than a lot of people who are in that upper, those upper echelons. I mean, I, I saw this personally, um, at the college and pro level. I mean, guys who get recruited and guys who get drafted into the NFL, they have ridiculous vertical jumps. I, I mean, like guys who can, you know, Jamie Collins, for example, I use his example a lot. I mean, the guy had like a, you know, 45 inch vertical. I saw it, you know, he could squat over 600 pounds and he wasn't even like a serious lifter. Like he was just incredibly genetically gifted. Like that guy, you know, whatever training program you put him on, he's going to be a freak. Like Chandler Jones was a similar guy. Um, you know, he was a pro bowl, like a defensive end. He was in my draft class. He was a first round pick, had a great career with the Patriots. And like, he was just genetically gifted. Like his brother, his older, his two older brothers were all, you know, all three of the Jones brothers were world champions. You know, John Bones Jones was a UFC champion. Uh, his older brother uh, was a, a world champion with the Baltimore Ravens. And then Chandler was a world champion with the Patriots. So like Chandler had super long arms. We called him like the go-go gadget arms. Um, but, you know, Chandler wasn't that fast. You know, he wasn't that strong. Um, and, like, you'll see stuff that he'll post on his social media. I'm not, you know, Chandler, if you're listening to this, I'm not coming after you. But, like, you know, his training is, like, he, he does a lot of flexibility stuff. He does a lot of BOSU ball stuff. Like, Chandler's just gifted. And, and really, he's just trying to maintain, you know, I, I, would, I would, you know, I, I don't think that's good. I think he should be lifting. I think anyone should be lifting. Like, that's really the easiest thing that any strength training coach can do is to make someone faster um, is to get them stronger. I mean, if you need more evidence of this, look at look at the 100-meter sprinters who are world champions, who are Olympians. I mean, look at those guys. Those guys are jacked. Those guys are yoked. Usain Bolt, all those guys, they, are, they lift, okay? Because they know that, you know, force, speed, it's an algebraic equation where strength is part of that, is part of that equation. Where if you like, like I've seen it happen numerous times, and I did this personally. Like I would, I worked out with a trainer. It wasn't starting strength, but when you know when I was in high school and training up to be a college athlete, you know I would strength train for months at a time without running. You know we wouldn't even run that much um, because you don't get faster at the track. Okay, you work on your form at the track. You know you work on your, um, you know you know the, like the, the the mechanics of running at the track, but you get faster in the gym. You get faster under the barbell. Trust me on this, okay? So to anyone out there who's who's kind of wondering what they want to do, if they're frustrated, they're not getting the results they want, um, you know, they're they're not you know they're not getting more muscular, they're not getting stronger. What I recommend is go on startingstrength.com or reach out to me on social media at Jake Beckett ninety one. Leave a comment on this video, whatever it is, I'll, I'll get in touch with you, and I will put you on a basic linear progression. And I promise you, if you follow the protocol. You know, uh, Starting Strength has some great YouTube videos on form. They're very passionate and very precise about how they coach people how to lift. Go to a Starting Strength gym. If there's one in your area, just drop in uh, and, and get a training session. And, you know, you're, you're, you get what you pay for. You know, it's not cheap. But that kind of training is it's invaluable to me because, you know, part of being a man, especially in our weak and, and feminized culture, you have to be strong. 
okay? And that's going to separate you from your peers. People are going to look at you differently. You're going to carry yourself differently. You're going to have more confidence. You're going to have more focus. You're going to be more intentional about every aspect of your life if you start with strength. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on overall fitness and what it means to be strong, the importance of it. And again, I'll leave you with the, the ultimate quote from Starting Strength. It's there. They have a great book. If you, if you want to get deep into it, you can order their book and read it. But the opening line of their book, kind of their mantra, strength is the most important aspect of one's physical existence. And signing off, this is Jake Beckett from The Jake Beckett Show. Until next time, have a good one.